Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are listening to the show live archived or if you have downloaded the show from iTunes or from the Stitcher app. Thank you so much. Much love to you. Just a quick reminder, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching and training company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. On this show, we have experts that come on the show and share a lot of great information and tips with you. So just wanted to let you know this show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. All the guests that come on the show are experts in their field, and you are welcome to contact them directly from the information I provide on the show page, or you can contact me by visiting my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's www. Dot yourlifenow.info. But before we bring on our guest for today, I just like to set my intention as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire you. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really all up to you. So all I ask of you on this show is to have an open mind and open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? We're going to take a short break, and we will bring on our guest for today. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate each one of you. So just a quick reminder, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air. So it's available for you to download, to listen to it again right here on this link. Or you can also go to iTunes in the podcast section and also listen there or download it as well as the Stitcher app. So if you have a Stitcher app for your smartphone, you can listen to the show, all the episodes available right there on the Stitcher app. It's my pleasure to introduce you to our featured guest for this week, the Emmy Award-winning producer, Charles Hobson. Charles Hobson is the founder of Vanguard Documentaries and the executive producer of Harlem and Momont. 
Hobson is an Emmy Award winning who has worked for ABC, BBC, PBS, Fox 5, and WNBC. He has produced films that include Jump Street, The History of Black Music. Hobson is Fulbright Scholar who has developed co-production in the UK, Germany, France, and the Caribbean. It is my pleasure to introduce him. Thank you so much for being here, Mr. Hobson. Well, glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, it's an honor, and what a, an amazing resume, and, and what an amazing work that you have done so far. My goodness. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said so far, because I'm, I'm still well, trying to do it. Well, no, of course. you got a plenty. I know <laughs> there's a lot of things in the, in the work right now, and I know about it, and it's wonderful. So I really am honored to have you. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. So, you know, on this show here, we, we really like to inspire people um, to really kind of take a look at their life and see what they can do and change. And listening to you and listening to some of the guests that we have on the show, you know, we always hope that they can walk away with something, you know, learn something. So you are, you have been producing um, documentaries for many years. You have been doing this for over 30 years. Is that correct? Uh yeah, I, I guess over 40 years, but that's okay. 40 years, wow. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, I wanted to see four decades, but, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm giving you 10 years, you're younger, so, <laughs> but but it, that is really an amazing, amazing work, and, of course, you are an Emmy Award winner, you know, winning producer, so that's, like, what was it like, you know, receiving that award for the work and that you have been doing? Well, it, it was it was a great feeling, and uh, you know it was uh, it was some you know some years ago I, when I was at ABC, and uh, no, it, it was it was great. You know, the recognition you don't know if you're going to get it, and uh, you know, actually Bob Newhart, the uh, the actor, uh, mm-hmm. was the person who who you know actually handed it to us. So yeah, no, it was quite quite a quite an experience. But you know you. Yeah, you win awards sometimes, and you, you know you keep going. You know, uh, and uh, you know you, you try. But it's to almost validation, going. right? Doesn't it like yeah, or it's all validation. like it validates what oh. you're doing is right? Mm-hmm. Yes, total validation. Yeah, absolutely. So let's rewind a little bit back. You know, when you started doing this, what inspired you? What was going on? Why you were so interested? I know you live in in New York, and so what? What get you interested in in the cultural affairs and social values? And it seems like you know also political, you know, um, issues that got your interest to start making documentaries around these issues. What was it? What was the main focus? Well, I started out as a writer. I wanted to. I wanted to write. Uh, that was my goal, and I, and I loved you know, to read and would, you know, always run to the library, get books. Uh, so I started off as a writer, and then uh, when I got my first opportunity uh, opportunities uh, in the late uh, 60s, uh, I was brought on because of a knowledge base I had, an interest in a particular topic, uh, and uh, it was kind of wide open, and... Uh, so I ultimately became a producer. I'm not sure what if I knew what a producer did really, but uh, then I, you know, here I am, and you know, I'm at ABC and I'm doing, you know, of course PBS and also. Uh, uh, it was all based on uh, my writing, and my writing skills, and my writing experience. But uh, again, I had a broad interest in culture. I had a broad interest. I had a very strong interest in jazz and 
uh, international affairs, and uh, so that that led me there. I, I must say that earlier on, uh, I wasn't the great. I mean, everyone always said I was so very smart, uh, but I, I really didn't. Do, wasn't a great student, you know, in school. You know, I just kind of spaced out. You know, I couldn't could never figure out where I was with math or uh, what was the other subject, chemistry. But uh, but anyway, and then later on, I learned I have, I have almost photographic memory for uh, for many numbers, and uh, so it was the real world experience that that kind of got me started and uh, generating interest. I mean, I think that's very important to to have things if you're sort of starting out, having things that you're really interested in, that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. You may not ultimately get to work with that, but uh, it, it you know it's it's a good good leverage point. I love to hear that, you know, something you're passionate about. And you know what? It's interesting what you just said before about, you know, not being good in certain, you know, subjects at school and not, you know, considered to be like the ideal student, you know, being thought and taught and whatever. Um, because, you know, I, I think that the key here, what I'm trying to say is, you know, for people who are listening um, to myself and Charles, is if you have passion in you, you really need to, you know, kind of develop it and see what's going on there and see what it takes you. You know, I mean, I, I look at myself, you know, coming here, you know, at a young age, you know, right out of high school and went to school here and didn't really speak English. And, you know, it was like twice as the work for me to try to get where I am right now. Um, but, but it was an effort, but I knew what I wanted. And it's just like, you know, same thing when I started doing the radio. I didn't know anything about, you know, producing a radio show. I didn't know anything about, you know, putting content together. I didn't know all, all the stuff, but it was an inspiration. It was a passion that led me to keep going forward to pursue it and see if something happened. But by all means, you know, for you, 40 years of excellent work and awards and, and, and you know, being um, uh, winning an Emmy Award, I mean, that's an amazing, you know, accomplishment. So for those people who are listening, um, from that perspective, you know, young people who are just coming out, and like you said, you know, most of your uh, career really started when you start writing, right? Right. So, um, so can you, like, you know, elaborate a little bit, you know, how the process went for you? So obviously you were in the right place at the right time as well, which is helpful, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it over, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, writing, uh, yeah, even today, you know, when uh, we, you know, we hire people uh, on projects and, you know, if you interact with people, uh, writing, you know, everyone has them, but, but writing skills are are so important and, you know, sort of paying attention to detail. Uh, I mean, they're so important. And that's a way to kind of stand out in the crowd, you know, if, uh, like, applying for a job, uh, if you show that you have the writing skills and you pay attention, and even if it's a struggle, as long as you pay attention and you're careful, you know, you pay attention to detail and stuff like that, uh, details, that, that, that's, that's, that's very, very, that's very, very important. I mean, and, and of course, in media, uh, a key thing is storytelling, you know, I mean, that's what, that's what I, you know, and, and many other people are inspired by, you know. I listen to stories. I love stories, and you know. And very often, uh, when you when you produce, you know, when you get behind a project or get involved in a project, you're trying to tell a story, a story about something, you know. So, uh, you know, so that that's a very important uh, aspect, or element uh, in all this storytelling. And and uh, 
so you've that's, basically that's, given a voice, you know, to to something, and you do you start it by you know through your writing. Um, for people who are inspired, you know, I mean, I know somebody. I'm, I just sent her a message. I hope she will call in. Who is an excellent um, uh, documentary, you know, uh, movie maker. And, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, we're talking about recently, she said, you know, her goal is to really, because she wants to have a voice for those who don't have a voice. And we both are uh, a board member on a great organization called Love Children um, that is led by an amazing man, Dr. David Waldman. Um, so we have, like, something in common to, you know, share. But she's, you know, I mean, she her work is amazing, too. But she's like, you know, it's like, I want to do more. I want to, you know, for someone who... Already in the, you know, they have their first first foot in the door. Um, what would you tell them, you know, that they should keep on doing to get, you know, uh, the opportunity to, to produce, you know, a bigger documentaries and more documentaries? I mean, you, you know, you did things local and international. Um, what would you say, you know, to someone like that? Well, I think it's very important to understand your target audience. In other words, if you're if you have a subject, you know, that you're and there's a story you want to tell, uh, it's very important uh, to figure out who are you aiming for, who who is going to be interested in this story, you know, who 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 is your, you know, who's your target audience? Uh, if it's mm-hmm. your, your anti-flow, you know, or is it a, uh, you know, a teenagers, or is it a PBS audience, or is it a commercial audience? Is it a commercial? Uh, so you really have to be aware of uh, of your of your audience, and uh, and also it's it's also where you have to be aware of when you're telling a story uh, to try to be put yourself in the shoes of uh, so to speak of the audience or of a, of a listener or a viewer, because uh, now if you're doing pure art or abstract art, then that's a different story perhaps, uh, but you really need to have a sense of how other people are going to view and how other people are going to listen uh, to what you have to say. So it has to be put within the frame, in that frame. Also, if, you, if you're running a, going in a particular format, if, you're, uh, if it's a talk program or if it's a, uh, a video or if it's a, uh, a commercial, or you know, you, so you have to understand the genre and how and the, the technicalities of that field, you know, uh, and I listen here to your show, and, and you know, and you really you do a really professional, great, great job here. And uh, so oh, that, that's something you. to know. Mm-hmm. You know the, the well, I keep getting better at it, and I, I'm always, you know, I love to get feedback, you know, because you know, again, like three years ago, I didn't know anything about producing, you know, a radio show, and now I'm eager to do more. You know, you and I we had talked about this. Like I wanted to bring it to the next level. How can I reach more, you know, people? To, you know, to get, bring awareness and, and teach them what I'm passionate about. You know, it's all about awareness and inspiring and, you know, hope, you know, so we can all live a better life. Now, you focus a lot on cultural affairs and social values. And what did you find, like, some of the things that really in common in, in some of these uh, um, documentaries? Or was there or is there anything in common? Well, I think I understand. I mean, you're, you're, you're a film or a documentary is often – or a story has to tell a need, you know, serve a need. Uh, mm-hmm. So very often it's like in it with a newspaper. In other words, you don't want to rediscover the wheel, you know. Right. And I found growing up and, you know, sort of getting around and, you know, as a, as a young man, as a young person, and, you know, being out there, that there were some interesting stories from the neighborhood or that I read about that, 
weren't told, you know. <clears throat> so that was the need, you know, that people didn't know about this. You know, for example, when we did Harlem and Momart, it was about the story of uh, African-American musicians who went to Paris uh, uh, 19, around 1914, 1915, uh, 17, uh, and fought uh, actually for the French. I mean, they were Americans, but uh, under French command. Uh, and a lot of those musicians, some of those musicians didn't want to come back to the States and stay play jazz, and the French just loved uh, their jazz. They hadn't heard it at that time. So that that was the story, and, and then later on it went on, and some of those musicians became very famous. Uh, there's a wonderful guy, Eugene Bullard, who ended up being uh, kind of a jazz musician, and uh, he fought in the he was wounded in the front in the uh, Foreign Legion, and uh, he then uh, learned to be a pilot. He flew. He was the first black person anywhere in the world to fly a plane. He fought. He fought, and he had successful missions. So when and he later on went on to do many other things. So, you know, so when you discover someone like that, uh, I mean, there was a book written about him, but not, but kind of obscure. So that's that's important. I mean, that's a great story. I mean, he's made a great story. Subsequently, I met his uh, through Facebook. I met his niece, uh, mm-hmm. and that that's been interesting. Uh, I'm also, even though I'm, a, I guess, technically a senior citizen. I'm a big proponent of the, of the web and of social media. I mean, I do Twitter, I do mm-hmm. Facebook, I have, you know, 400 apps on my iPhone. And, yeah, it doesn't work for everyone, but I, I, I love that. I think it's a very, very important uh, way, to, way to get through. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I encourage you to follow um, uh, Charles Hobson. You know, he's on, on uh, um, Google+, Plus, on Twitter, on Facebook. And of course, you know, uh, Vanguard Documentaries, you know, dot com, where you can find all the information about all the upcoming. So we're going to touch up on one of your upcoming projects that you had shared with me, Five Fingers um, Discount. You said yes. it's a it's a Helen uh, Stabinsky. Is it what? The, yeah. The, the yeah. Hel- okay. it's a story Helene of growing Stab- up. In, I'm sorry. Oh, H- Helene Stabinsky is a very distinguished writer. She writes a lot for the New York Times now and. And she's written uh, two books, including this book. And it's about growing up in Jersey City, New Jersey. And she had a family of, uh, you know, they're not everyone, but they, a lot of the members of the family were in, in crime, uh, uh, mob stuff, uh, uh, all kinds of things, uh, swindling and, and amazing stories. And, uh, and actually within the midst of all that, some very – Strong women who 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 led to guiders. I mean, there were also a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. of women criminals too. So anyway, and the book was a bestseller. It was on it was a bestseller for almost uh, over ten years. And so we uh, we optioned it, uh, and she's working with us too to make a uh, a documentary about it. And right now we're actually putting a uh, a Kickstarter campaign together, which will launch uh, next Tuesday. Uh, and we're actually going to raise, try to raise the money to actually make the film. We've raised, we've raised some funding uh, uh, thanks to the generosity of some of the business community in uh, Jersey. So is that like something? Is it's always you know? So you have to always constantly like raise money for for some of these uh, documentaries, or how are they like mostly funded and stuff? And well, it depends. I mean, we yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah, like for PBS now because uh, you know there's less money right. for these kinds of things. Public, but, right? Yeah. But we've done other things, you know. I, you know, when you know, I did a, a couple of years ago, first time we did a 
series of uh, films, little films for uh, Verizon Wireless, you know, about cyberbullying. Uh, right. I, I didn't really know what cyberbullying was uh, when it all started out, and we ended up you know, interviewing young people who were victims. We interviewed, you know, social workers. We interviewed uh, actually a police officer who specialized in in, in, in tracking uh, down these crimes, and you know, there's some. So that was that was kind of an eye opener. Of course, now everyone knows about some of the stuff where you know a kid can be destroyed when some vicious person uh, you know uses the web or you know to to destroy them. You know, so so that was a, that was kind of an that, that interesting film. So Verizon and their agency uh, ad agency funded that. And they've done a couple of other commercial things, but for the PBS stuff, uh, which Five Finger Discount will be. Uh, you know, you do have to raise, you know, the money. I mean, there are foundations and there are places uh, to raise money. So if you're going that route, yes, you do have to raise money. I'm going to play, I have a clip of uh, um, a sample of uh, Five Finger Discount. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play it and you can add any comments on that, what I clipped. Okay. Jersey City, New Jersey sits on the west bank of the Hudson River, directly across from Lower Manhattan. Its 19th and early 20th century brownstones are being sandblasted and renovated as a new generation reclaims one of the older urban spaces in the Northeast. Trendy condos, restaurants, and galleries are beginning to dot its streets. When I grew up in the 1970s, if you were from Jersey City, you were either a quick-witted crook or you sat back and blended into the ugly scenery. My father was too good to be a criminal and too apathetic to move. That was why we lived where we did, the path of least resistance. But that path could be rough. tried not to be ashamed of what went on in my family because uh, I didn't do it. You know, my father was a problem when I was a kid and uh, I got to hold my head up. You know, I just, people would talk and say things. But then I figured, well, I didn't do it, so why should I feel that way? You well, know, you shouldn't be ashamed. So when she wrote the book, I was like proud. Everyone stole. It was no big deal. Jersey City was a tough place to grow up, except I didn't know any better. I had nothing to compare it to. All I knew was that I was well-fed and comfortable in our apartment. Stealing food outright from stores and delis was never condoned. Not when my father was little and not when I was growing up. But my father, a teamster, fed us with merchandise that fell off the truck at work. At the Union Terminal cold storage, he was a warehouse checker, which meant he had to make sure everything they said was on the truck got into the warehouse, and vice versa. At least once a week, a crate of steakums, or prepackaged chicken cordon bleu, would fall off the refrigerated <laughs> truck and into our own freezer at home. Mom insisted Daddy never stole a morsel, that the boxes were gifts from the truck drivers for whom he did favors, as if it was theirs to give away. In Jersey City, the dirt ran deep. Corruption was so ingrained over the decades that adults thought, as I did, that every place was the same and that you couldn't escape it. 
that you might as well vote for the person who could help you or your relatives get a job on the city payroll. You know, I, of course, I, I trimmed. Of course, if you go to the to yeah, the sure, website, sure. yeah, you know, just I grabbed some of the things that really highlighted for me, and what it highlighted for me, and that's why I like it to add it to it. That the, when the mother, I believe that's the mother, right? Yeah, when she yeah. said, "Well, I realize, you know, when I realize I'm not the one who did that." You know, he did that, so it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. So the 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 thing about like cultural affairs and you know social values and stuff, we tend to label and stereotype. You know, so a movie like this, you know, even though you know the stereotype about Jersey City and you know what goes on and what went on, it doesn't necessarily label every single family. You know, under that, you know what I mean. So, it's, yeah. can you elaborate? Just tell us, like, you know, what is the point of this movie? Why, why would you do wanted to do a documentary on this book? I mean, obviously, it's a great book, but what, what was, you know, for you? What would something, you know, kind of clicked for you? Well, it, it's a, it's a wonderful book. It's a storytelling, and uh, you know, and there is there is certainly redemption. I mean. Helene becomes, uh, you know, a very distinct, she you know, goes to, I think she was at a Columbia University uh, graduate school getting a master's uh, in journalism. Uh, and uh, she realized, you know, and she's trying to figure out what she's going to write about. And it sort of hit her, uh, you know, in grad school. Oh, man, all the stories that she sort of remembered about, uh, you know, from her past and from her family. Uh, so... Uh, that 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 kind of here. So it's it's a great story, you know. As I said, it it was also uh, was optioned by uh, by a network program. I think it was at HBO, one of the big uh, NBC. So it was it was optioned before we got it, and they put together actually spent money on it. They put together a couple of pilots or scripts, and uh, I don't think she liked what they what they came up with. I mean, it was very you know real mean stereotypes, you know, and kind of mm-hmm, ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff. Remember, some of these people are still alive, and, you know, some of these people. So, anyway, so so it sat for a while, and then actually one of the top agencies uh, represented her, and then uh, I met her, and, you know, we ended up working on trying to make a documentary uh, about it. Uh, so... What appealed to me, and of course, as a Jersey City now is a, is a, there are very chic parts of Jersey City. Oh, I know. You know, the mayor of Jersey City is a is a very big supporter of this film. So you know, and and even some developers like Paul Silverman, who has you know spent millions and millions of dollars uh, in the in the, in Jersey City uh, development. So yeah, so people want to have the story uh, story. T- it's funny. It has a kind of a literary mm-hmm. thing to it. So I, I just like this. It's one of my favorite, you know, books about contemporary life, you know. So that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do it. So you can bring it out to the, to, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great thing. What's some of the other, because, I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, it's all about storytelling. So what was the best story you told in your movie? Uh-huh. You mean this movie or others? <laughs> any movie, any of the documentaries you did. What's the best one you did that you remember that was, like, really brought, you know, some kind of emotions or anything to you, you know, for you, actually? Well, it very, you know, I've done so many. You know, during, during from Jump Street, the history of black music was very special because, you know, I ended up getting to meet, you know, some very, some of my heroes in jazz and, 
you know, we, we we spent a year, you know, we between New York and L.A. and you know, uh, you know, working, you know, talking and interacting with, you know, some very important people, you know, and and so that was that was very fun. And then the program it was before a lot of internet stuff was happening. So, but it did, you know, it did get on the. Uh, it they did do, get many repeats of it, so it ran on PBS. For for a very you know over and over again so that was that was a good one uh, and then recently we did this documentary on the Flatiron Building uh, okay New yes York, I, yeah uh-huh. on Twenty Third Street and it's always been one of my favorite uh, buildings what's so special and, about uh, it well you know it was it wasn't the first skyscraper it was the first skyscraper that looked you know over outside of Wall Street but. And then uh, when the, when it first came out, the critics there was many many stories around it. The critics thought it was kind of a monstrosity. Uh, then they were afraid that the wind uh, would blow it over because, like, right, right there is one of the you know windiest sections of New York. And you know, it's like a they call it the triangle in the sky. You know, this very thin building because that was the size of the land. So. So there were amazing stories. A, a very important jazz musician uh, uh, played there, and there are countless stories. So we did that for PBS. Actually, that film is available on the web. Uh, Channel 13, uh, PBS in New York has has it. Uh, if you go to treasuresofnewyork.com, uh, they have it up all the time, uh, and the full half an hour film can be seen. Uh, we, we based it on a book by a woman named Alice Alexiu who's a historian who's like the world expert on that building. So that 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 was a good that was a great good experience. And I'm happy to say that that's something that that happened uh happened recently. But you know, we've done uh I ended up doing I did one piece for uh, Court TV. It was a uh, about a uh, a very grim murder a murder. Uh, I actually got to meet uh, during research, I was in a cell with the, the murderer, who was you know, wow. this young man. Very sad story. Uh, it was called the Drum Major Murder, uh, Murder, I think, or something like that, because the young lady he killed was African American drum major, just an A student, wonderful, wonderful young woman who was killed by this guy. I mean, you know, it was obviously they got him, so it was it was like a revenge killing. He thought she disrespected his nephew. So he killed her, goes to her house and blow her away, blew her away. So it was quite a story. But when he was uh, waiting trial, he wrote a series of letters to the grandmother uh, who raised her, uh, the mother Mm -hmm. who was involved with trust. And and then, but people couldn't, they wondered, could he have written these letters? You know, because they were very articulate, very well written letters. So they thought, well, the lawyer wrote it, but it, it turns out that he wrote. These letters didn't take away from the murder because he did that. Right. But that was kind of an interesting uh, story. And and Judge Joe Brown, uh, who's on TV, was the judge. He was before he just before he had his TV show on network television. So that was quite an interesting experience going to Memphis and filming in the uh, projects in uh, Memphis. Kind of an interesting place. So uh, so you know, and as you do these films, sometimes you you're after one story. And then you find another story. Right. Because you do it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we have um, somebody who would like to chat with you. 
Um, so we'll bring you back on the air. Um, and the caller, 4689, please hold on, and we'll be right back. So please stay okay. tuned. Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Vanguard Documentaries, a film development and production company specializing in art, culture affairs, and political documentaries. For more than 25 years, Vanguard has worked and produced and co-produced with many of the leading broadcast outlets in North America and Europe. Vanguard was founded by Charles Hobson, the artistic head of Vanguard, whose distinguished career spans four decades and who has worked extensively with PBS and BBC. Charles Hobson is an Emmy Award winner. He's been ranked one of the 50 top producers in the film and the television industry. For more information, visit www.vanguarddocumentaries.com. Okay, welcome back, my friends. You are listening oh, to your you. life now. <laughs> thank you. Um, and we are back after a break here. Um, we, you know, of course, I I was kind of trying to surprise you. Did this for you. <laughs> the, the, oh, that's uh, very nice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, it really is an honor for you know to have you here on the show. You know, we've never had anybody on the show um, like you before. So I'm really honored to have you and of course you know we love storytelling and we like to be motivated and inspired to like look at things in a different perspective and I think that's why documentaries are so important because they tell stories they tell real stories real you know what I mean so it's I mean the documentaries don't just make up stuff right so it's based on something real yes so it's what we like about it but what I'm going to do here, because I, I know she's been on hold for a while, and uh, um, we're going to try to bring somebody on the air here and see uh, what she has to say. 4689, you are on the air, my friend. Hello. Hi. Thank, Hi. Uh, hello. Thank you for having me on, on or inviting me to uh, to speak. And um, Mr. Hobson, I'm enjoying hearing all about Vanguard documentaries, and I just went onto your website, and it seems like you've done some impressive work. Um, Rhea had mentioned my name or mentioned that um, I might be calling and you know I really liked hearing what you said earlier about how you didn't necessarily excel in math and science in school but now you find that you really almost have a photographic memory and you excel in that in that in, in that um, in your work and I found the same thing with my um, with school with myself. How I learned that it was it, sometimes some classes like math and science were difficult for me as a film. I'm a filmmaker myself, and um, but working in film production, video production, the nonlinear thinking is really I do really well in it, and. I just thought that that was a really interesting point that you made for people who might think, oh, I might not be smart enough to produce a film, a documentary, but 
we really have different skills, I think, than are always known in school. So I just thought I would share that. as a, I'm a PBS documentary filmmaker myself. Great. Great. And, and please uh, uh, announce your name. She's going to be coming on the show, and I have her on the show. Laura, could you, you know, say your, your full name? Oh, sure. I'm, my name is Laura Seltzer Dunai, and I have a production company called Seltzer Film and Video, and we produce a lot of uh, documentaries that air on PBS as well. And, Charles, I was also finding it interesting about you were talking about the funding challenges and how you're going on to Kickstarter. So I'll definitely follow you on Kickstarter. What's your um, – What's what's the name of the film that's going that you're going to start raising money for next week? Uh, the five, five finger uh, discount. Discount, yeah. You know what a five finger discount was used to be referred to shoplifting. Uh, this isn't about specifically oh. about shoplifting, but so that's that's kind of uh, Helene, uh, the author, uh, you, you know, used that uh, term, uh, five finger uh, discount. And uh, yeah, the, the uh, Kickstarter campaign will begin on. Tuesday, and it'll run for about a month, about 30 days, and we're trying to raise about $50,000 and hope to get more, and then we will, you know, and we've actually shot some, you know, but to put the whole thing together. And uh, Kickstarter, you know, or Indiegogo, I mean, our uh, crowdsource uh, funding, uh, crowdfunding that uh, many people should look look into. I mean, I, I you know, young people, you know, high school students, uh, college students uh, have been able to put together successful uh, campaigns, crowdfunding uh, uh, campaigns. So that's that's something to look into. Definitely. You know, it's a funny thing. I think. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I, Laura. I was okay. I think five. I, I was going to say that I think that five finger discount is a great title. Because it intrigues you, you want to learn more, and you know people know the phrase. And um, good luck to you. I'm looking forward to. I'll, I'll definitely uh, check it out. Thank you. Did you hear the sample that I played, uh, Laura? Hello. No, I was I asking Laura if she heard the sample that I played. A five finger discount. Yes. No, I wasn't able to okay, hear that. Okay, yeah, you probably you were in between dialing. That's okay. But anyhow, yes, I uh, well, the, the sample is actually the longer version is available on the website, which is. Uh, can you tell us the website again for the for the? Uh, um... Yeah, it's uh, fivefingerdiscountfilm.com. Oh, film. Okay. Dot yeah, com. Www. Okay. Dot, yeah, and I'm okay. I'm interested in uh, her work, what she's doing, and maybe. Uh, oh, she's you, a great. Great person. I actually talked to her about you, and I said I wanted to introduce you guys, but we can do that offline. But okay. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in, Laura. I really appreciate it. Much love, my thank friend. Thank you. And okay. great work. Okay. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's all, you know, great things. I love that. Um, you know, so it's 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 really great to inspire people, and especially you know, I mean, Laura is a great filmmaker. Doctor specifically, she's really you know, and her her you know, she wants to give voice to those who don't have a voice, um, which is a great thing because you know, I mean, sometimes you know, when you tell the stories, you you tell it 
you know, for someone also, you know, because most of the time people don't care. So, yeah, well, you know, that's what was going on in Jersey City. So can, taking the, the Five Fingers um, uh, discount movie, you know, pe- people, it's like they know that as a stereotype. This is what happened. They don't really care about the specific. But when you tell it in a different way, people start looking at it in a different, you know, in different perspective. And then now you already have, because for me, when I watch a documentary, you know, that address cultural affairs and social value, I even put it in my in, in the description of the show, I truly walk away with a different perspective. And, you know, so I'm always curious to know how it affects people, you know, when you think about it. So I, two years ago, to, to be specific, I actually went to um, a previous client who was also an attorney, and I told him, I said, I want it to create a documentary. I felt that I really wanted to create a documentary. And I do have, you know, I have friends who are, you know, in, in uh, I had the opportunity to actually go to the Emmys a couple of years ago, which was 2012, I think, uh, when I went to the Emmys and I attended, you know, a great celebration of all the, the talents and all the stuff. So it was really cool. But I walked away, like, meeting people and knowing things. I'm like, really, I want to do a documentary about somebody, you know, going through the process of, you know, transformation and, 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 you know, follow them for a while and see, you know, how their life had changed. I'm sure it's not original, but it's going to be original in my own way, you know, uh, of doing it and telling the story. And, uh, of course, you know, one of the things that like, I was faced was like, what do you know about documentaries? You know, so I'm like, okay, I, I will continue to do what I do best, <laughs> which is right now, but it's still on top of my, you know, back of my mind. You know, it's like, okay, I, I want to do something that can actually, people walk away and, and take something from it that it's, it's, it's huge. And that's what you do with your work, and, and, and that's really amazing, um, you know, stuff. I mean, I, I, I can't even say any more, you know, than positive things. So, Tell us why we should encourage people to really check out documentaries. Most of us go to the movie to be entertained, right? What makes yeah, documentaries yeah. right? So I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to push more documentaries. I I think people really need to to learn more. I mean, coming from a different culture myself, I appreciate things like that. Um, documentaries that talks about culture, talks about, you know, uh, social values and talks about, you know, political, you know, things that happen in our lives. You know, maybe we need to be a little bit more aware of some of these things. How do we get people to really start paying attention to somebody like yourself? You know, I, I said, what inspires filmmakers like yourself to produce such a valuable movie? But we want people to see it. So what, how do we get people to really pay attention so some of that amazing work, like you, doing. Well, that's a that's a very good that's a very good point. Of course, uh, PBS has has had its difficulty in recent years. I mean, they're, they're wonderful stuff's being shown, but the, the, the funding, you know, it's, it's been difficult, and uh, the audiences are, are really more less interested in, in those kinds of programs. It seems. Uh, I could tell a little story about, I mean, Vanguard Documentaries was part of Vanguard Films, and Vanguard Films is a, uh, a movie company. Uh, John Williams still heads it, and uh, so I was the documentary side. So uh, Vanguard Films, you may have noticed, produced Seven mm-hmm. Years in Tibet with Brad Pitt and uh, many other, and then Shrek, which was a very successful movie, was uh, Vanguard Films, and uh I was the head of documentaries, and uh, John Williams, the, you know, the founder of the, the, the feature films. Uh, so uh, 
And then by one time when, when Seven Years in Tibet came out uh, and, and they were working out the deal with the studio, uh, I went to National Geographic and uh, and ended up doing a little documentary on Heinrich Horror. I don't know if you've seen that film. It was the, the principal character in that film. So I got to meet him. We got, you know, the Swiss Alps, you know, and and all uh, meeting him and uh, talking about uh, uh, Tibet and, and, and so on. So that was a case where in this company where that the feature side was doing a real, the full movie, uh, which took years, took about uh, many, 10 years or so to get that out. Uh, and I did the uh, little documentary through uh, through National uh, Geographic uh, at, at, that, at that time. Uh, so, so you know, how do you find it? Uh, I mean, it, it's hard, you know, I, I, I read a lot of the, uh, like the New York Times every day, and I try to, you know, the Wall Street Journal and a lot of it news sites and, uh, uh, you know, the news hour on PBS. Uh, the, the, the issue is how do you then get, uh, you know, people who, younger people, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot will fall, fall on, on the schools, you know, uh, right. and general right. interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, that's, that, I'm not sure if I have the magic bullet how, how to do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's really just bringing awareness, and I think, you know, like, I think the focus should really be, like, more, mostly, like, young people, and why am I saying that? I'm not, like, you know, just discriminated against any other, anybody, because young people are the ones going to be doing stuff, making change, making things happen, right? Because yeah. they have, yeah, exactly, the resources and everything now that they, you know, I always say, the more you know, you know, you got to learn more. And I think, you know, young people, I mean, I have faith in my kid and they're his generation, you know, that they're actually going to hopefully take us out of all the crap that we are in, you know. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, and I think, you know, through the voice of, of documentaries and books like, you know, Helena, um, uh, Helene, Helene, I keep, you know, saying her yeah. name wrong. Um, yeah, um, it, that we can actually, you know, bring on awareness and change. I mean, like you said, you know, Jersey City back in those days, was one place, and if you see it now, it's absolutely, totally transformed. And why has it been, has it transformed? Because of all the innovation, because of all the outside, out-of-the-box thinking, because of, you know, of us, you know, realizing that, you know, we can still uh, respect, you know, um, certain social values and, and whatever it is, but still be able to grow and, and, and uh, uh, prosper and, 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 and create. And, you know, I mean, like Jersey City is like the downtown of uh, Manhattan. I mean, when you go down, I mean, people who don't know anything about Jersey City, come down and see us, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's well, like a place yeah. that I think about, like, really, you'd be scared to go down to Jersey City in the yeah. past, you know. Well, one of the, I want to get back to your question about young people. I, I recently joined the board. Uh, I uh, was appointed uh, uh, the charter Williamsburg Charter High School is a uh, a charter school very successful now uh, in uh, in Bushwick Williamsburg uh, Brooklyn, and uh, so you know I'm doing stuff, but it's a it's a little give back time, you know. I mean, it's not a paid mm-hmm. thing; it's a way to help. And so uh, we're hoping to reach young people. You know, we will reach young people through efforts. You know, efforts there. Uh, so that that that's okay, you know. So and, I, and I've been very involved with the Museum of Modern Art, uh, and uh, my committee there, and then uh, even personally, my I have a daughter who's very interested in uh, giving. You know, she's a social work, going to grad school for social work, and my 
my other daughter, my eldest daughter, is a executive at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. So, uh, you know, so there there is a kind of family. You know, I'm glad, I'm very happy that that they're doing that, and and indirectly we also, you know, reach you know reach young people. Yeah, uh, and you know, and it's I, really I, one important. of the things that mm-hmm. yeah, one of the things that when I I remember years ago when we were you know at Vanguard Films hiring young people or new people, uh, we we would very often, we were looking for college graduates, we weren't as interested in majors in film, you know, who had film, and that was okay, but we also, but we, we, wanted, we were also interested in young people who had a rounded, a very uh, broad education, and who had, who had writing skills, and, you know, who, you know, were very, very... Uh, uh, open, you know, and and curious, you know, and interested in stories, and uh, you know, could think on their feet, you know. So right. That, that's that's, key. that's ultimately an important thing, you know. So, do we want to like uh, uh, <laughs> tell anybody who's listening who's interested to contact anybody, or uh, they can just go to the to the website and and and, and figure well, it out. Well, certainly, yeah, yeah. Our our uh, phone number is uh, three four seven seven two five. One six seven seven, and uh, I think the email address there is uh, Charles Hobson at gmail dot com. And uh, you know we do inter- we have interns you know who come from time to, t- to time you know, and uh, so that's that's a way to interact or their screenings, you know sometimes. Uh, and you know and, and generally you know uh, not too busy. We certainly give people advice on getting you know. On connections or career uh, possibilities is another thing. On, on the, in that commercial with it, when we were named one of the top fifty producers, that was like a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, oh really? Wonderful. See that information <laughs> online needs to be updated. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful that, that it happened, you know. And uh, they actually the picture in the magazine is uh, I was in South Africa doing a film. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So well, what would one you say things, top what then? Hmm? What is it the top what now? You said that's old information. So what's the new information will be well, like? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're in there, you know, but uh, Millimeter Magazine does, uh, I think they still do it. Uh, be, uh, you know, they had a list of top producers. Spike Lee that year was uh, right, one of the right. producers on that list. Yeah. So uh, that was, uh, you know. And one of the issues, getting back to something you said earlier about documentaries, I mean, one of the things that you do in documentaries, it's like you may have an opinion, but you and you can express that. But if it's going to be like a journalism, then it has to be true, you know. And uh, like some big projects I've done, uh, we've had uh, mandated to have committees of scholars, you know. And it's kind of fun. You have an idea, you want to tell a story, and then you get maybe, uh, you know, six or seven of the world's, leading scholars on that subject, you know, and they, and they sit on your committee and they advise you and, uh, you know, and they don't always agree and you may not agree with them all the time, but, but still, the, you know, the creative leads, but you still get other other input, you know, so it's a chance to listen and uh, and be advised, so, and a learning experience. Uh, and, you know, and I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate those experiences. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, we're going to take one more break, and we're going to come back and wrap it up, and I'm going to ask you one more question. 
and uh, um, and I, you know it'll be exciting to see what you say about it. But we'll be right back. Actually, I just wanted to you know before I play this uh, um, this ad. Um, I created this ad for the organization that I am a board member on, lovechildren.org, and it's a dear to my heart, so your support is really, 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 really needed. So okay. <laughs> here we are. Dr. David Kenneth Waldman founded To Love Children. When I met Dr. David Kenneth Waldman in my office, Uh, when I was the minister in charge of gender and he came to sell me this idea, his vision of of, uh, the girl-child education, I embraced it because I thought this is the way we would be able to empower our young girls. Please go to tolovechildren.org and donate. Thank you for helping me to take my passion and turn it into action. Okay, welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Um, with me here in the studio is uh, um, the Emmy Award-winning producer, Charles Hobson. He's the founder of Vanguard Documentary and has been producing films of culture and social values for almost four decades. And uh, Mr. Hobson also co-produced films with PB- PBS, BBC, uh, Arte and ITVs and many other notable networks and uh, it's been an honor for me I had a great 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 conversation with him thank you so much I mean y- you are fantastic thank you <laughs> and so, you mentioned Stitch, Stitcher right uh, Stitcher yes yes yeah I have that app. app it's one of my oh, you favorite do. Yes. apps so yeah. Go oh, through, yeah. yeah so look for your Life Now radio show and you'll see all the episodes on there so you can be downloaded listen to it whatever um, yeah, so you're on top of everything. I love that. So it's great to see that. So um, one more question that I'd like to ask you, and then we'll, you know, we'll get you to have a great rest of the day. Um, so who do you owe your success to? I, well, huh, huh. I guess, you know, uh, and I, I guess I would say my parents ultimately. Uh, I mean, in that way, uh, even though I might have been on a different page, you know, which, uh, you know, with the, you know, and my parents were immigrants. You know, they came to this country from uh, the West Indies, and uh, my father, you know, they were, uh, my mother, I think, uh, you know, was uh, was somewhat in- inspiration, you know, uh, and there was a. Uh, a man, an activist, uh, artist, Paul Robeson, who uh, was a very controversial <clears throat> man, uh, very accomplished, and now is recognized. And he was certainly, what he did was certainly an inspiration. Uh, and I guess you, you're making me think about this stuff. There's a poet, Langston Hughes, uh, uh, who wrote, a black poet, a very important poet, uh, and I never thought much about poetry, but I, he also wrote short stories. So he was, he was a big influence to me, like when I was, you know, like in the sixth grade, you know. Uh, so that so that was, uh, and, and I guess I, one other one other institution, uh, uh, the New York Times was was important because I because I just like to read. I just and I still do. I mean, I love you know. I mean, I always have the time to do it. I pile it up and, uh, but but it's always interesting to me. Uh, Stories, 
Oh, that's wonderful. Well, if you can just uh, um, give our listener one last thing to inspire them with, um, because, you know, I mean, the road to success is always has the ups and downs. We all know that. Life happens, obstacles, things like that, you know. But look at you after four decades and you continue to produce and do such an amazing work. What would you say as an inspiration to take us off the air? Uh, I, yeah, I said one question, I... and now I asked you two. <laughs> I okay. lied. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, learning and, uh, you know, and there have been people, you know, you have setbacks. It's not, you know, I've had certainly, I've had health setbacks, and thank God I'm, you know, good good now, you know, and uh, I travel and do stuff and active and uh, so, uh, and I, I'm thankful to my daughters, you know, uh, and, my, and my family as well, and uh, I, I, I love jazz, jazz has been always a very special thing for me and helped me uh, I do too. in the yeah. world, yeah, so, that, so that's, and, and, and you know, in traveling and being able to, because Meeting people in different parts of the world and connecting with people—that's all. That's all important. But, but you get you know, if you young people, especially uh, here in this country, still. I mean, you really do. If if you do the work and uh, you have an idea and you just push, and I have so many people, you know, who who seemed like impossible that they were going to be able to, to get this dream and, and and they do it, you know, and if you're just determined, it's going to work. It's got to work, you know, just really be determined and, you know, and, and do the work, do the work, uh, have a great idea, have a goal and Follow. do the work and just keep on, you know, yeah. and that ultimately gets you there. Beautifully said. I couldn't say it any better. Thank you so much. What an amazing show. What an amazing guest. So I, again, my friends, the minute we go off the air, the show will be archived. So if you're listening to the show from the link that you got from me or someone else or posted somewhere on social network, um, you can listen to the archive there. You can also go to iTunes, the podcast. We we'll love your support there. You know, support the show, rate the show, you know, share your comments, follow the show here as well so you can be notified of all the upcoming um, uh, guests and what's going on and so on and so forth. And, of course, don't forget Stitcher app. You know, I love the Stitcher app. It's always notify you of stuff. So when you have it on the go, it's a great thing to have. Um, with all that being said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for thank being you. my thank guest. Thank you. It was fun. Really appreciate it. Until next time, my friends. Stay amazing. Okay. Much love. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Okay, my friends. So, again, um, thank you for listening, and stay tuned for another amazing show next week. And until next time, much love. Be well. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com, and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Lucky 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.